1: Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch. Pork rinds, these protein-packed snacks that are as bold as you are. Be big, be bold, be adventurous. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. It is Maggie and Perloff. And, you know, we haven't talked a lot. We've talked to a lot of Hall of Famers, but we haven't talked about last night's ceremony. And to help us with that, let's bring in a Hall of Famer. And someone who is, despite just being in the Hall of Fame, is even in even more unique company I'll explain it a moment champ Bailey is here with us on the set the hall of famer and champ it is so good to see you so last night Darrell Rivas gets in as a first ballot hall of famer and this is a very small group of men who have gotten in as defensive backs in their first season of eligibility it was Charles Woodson Troy Polamalu yourself ed reed you had to go back to Dion sanders before that right. and then Darrell revis gets in last night is this like an extra special fraternity that you guys have like a, <laughs> a wing within the hall
2: you know i i honestly don't think about the ballot until you kind of bring it up and we talk about it but because because i look at a guy like ty law who's man one of my guys yeah. that i looked up to you know i look at guys like him Rondé Barber, who just got in as well yep. like these guys weren't first ballot, but they were dominant players. Yeah, and people had a game plan for them. So I respect them to the fullest. Now, Darrell Revis, when he played, he was dominant. Yeah, For that short period of time that he played, he
3: was so dominant, it warranted him to get that gold jacket on the first try. It's always funny with a cornerback, though, when you're dominant, you're taken out of the game in a way yeah uh, I mean Revis I remember barely there were seasons where he had no picks yeah. he didn't see any action is that ever Revis frustrating assignment. you know is that ever frustrating when you're a shutdown cornerback that you're not involved in a way well it, it can be yeah. you know but it, it's a ultimate sign
2: of respect yeah so you have to take it as it comes and you know one thing about it is I didn't get tested a lot but for some reason we found ways in my day to make plays right yeah. and that's what you always wanted to do at the end of the day. How do you affect the game, make plays along the way? Yeah.
1: Champ Bailey is here with us on the set as a part of True Leave, which is an industry-leading cannabis company and multi-state operator in the U.S. Uh, we are streaming live on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and we affectionately call the people in our chat Wido's. Because they're weirdos, <laughs> but they seem to like to indulge in uh, that thing. So we'll yeah, get to that in a moment. Yeah. They're going to be very interested in your work that you're doing here, oh, Chip. Oh, good, good. Um, for a team that you spent most of your career, and I know you weren't drafted by them, but spent most of your career with the Denver Broncos, so many changes going on. So, first of all, do you know the new ownership group? Like, have you got a chance to talk with the basically the Walmart family?
2: Uh, Fortunately enough, I, I have had a couple conversations with uh, Greg Penner. So. Yeah. You know, I'm aware of where they're trying to take the franchise, and, you know, I haven't been involved since then, but, you know, I'm always a Bronco, Bronco, right? But I think that's going to determine where they go, how they lead, how they direct this franchise, because... It's not like they have to rebuild the culture there. It's really not that bad. I mean, the, the, the fan base is great. They have great facilities. They have great culture. It's just now the leadership's changed. So can you keep that leadership that Pat Bolin had, had presented to you or left you before he passed away? Can you keep that strong leadership in the community? That's what's really going to dictate how many wins they get along the way.
3: It's interesting when you look at Sean Payton's decisions, uh, there are a lot of teams that wanted him probably. To me, Denver is the ultimate football town. There's yeah. just such a history there. And right. it's, it's a town that you drive around there. They're building every day. Everyone wants to move to Denver. Yeah. I think that was part of the draw. I think the, the franchise history and the city were probably a factor for Peyton. What do you think? Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it's great weather, great conference
2: to be in. Great division to be in. I mean, everything Tough about, division. yeah. Tough division, you know, though. I mean, it's a little scary, that part. The history of the Denver Broncos is attractive. I mean, it's, there's a lot of reasons to go, right? And for him, he's going in when we've been at one of our lowest points in franchise history. So if you don't have a really broken culture and you can go in and kind of fix some things, you're set up for success. I mean, that's what I expect.
1: I mean, it could be like a sleeping giant kind of thing, Absolutely. right? I, Absolutely. I can't imagine how tough it was for you to watch last season, get to that in a moment. But the sh- I know you were a defensive side of the ball, but obviously you know offense and you had to study quarterbacks because obviously you're trying to get the best of them. Yes, ma'am. So the Sean Payton, Russell Wilson connection, like what are you expecting year one from these two guys?
2: I expect greatness. Now people have to do uh, – people do have to keep in mind this is Russell Wilson's third offense in three years. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. challenge in itself. Like, so we got to give them a little bit of room to mesh, right? But do they have time? We all, we're in this win now kind of society. Daniel Hackett didn't get any time, too. Oh, Jeff. no time at all. Yeah. You know, but but of course, there were some un- other underlying issues that were in the building that you probably don't hear about, right? But when Sean Payton comes in, you know he's not leaving after this first year. Yeah. Unless he wants to, right? He's going to get a chance to do his thing. Is Russell the guy? It all is about how they clash, how he learns from Peyton, do they mesh, you know, play calling, can he pick up the offense fast enough, that's what's really going to matter.
1: Okay, can you clue us in on what were some of the underlying things that were going on last oh, year? Oh, I don't know. Hack- <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, work right? there,
2: I don't work there. You hear I, things. Do you yeah, mean, just because exactly.
1: It seemed like, though, from the very first game, and not to pile on Nathaniel yeah. Hackett, he's now the offensive coordinator for the Jets, but like, It just seemed like he was in over his head. And it seemed like the organization tried to get him some more help along the way. But, you know, once the season is started, like the trains on the tracks, it can be hard to make some big changes. But that's
2: what we saw, right, in real time. We saw, like, decision-making early in the season, you know, fourth downs, you know, time management. Those are rookie coach mistakes. Usually you get a chance to come back from those things. Mm. You learn, you grow, you get better. That's why I say there's some other things going on that we don't know about, and that it's the day to day that gets you fired. It's not just a bad moment here, a bad moment there. No, it's something that structurally was wrong, and they had to remedy it, and that ultimately got him fired.
3: You, yeah. you don't think it's just the wins and lo- the losses get you fired? Oh. You're saying well, that that's, that's the result of the bad foundations, okay. you know, bad pieces here,
2: things that just weren't organizationally right.
0: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.
1: Yeah, I get it.
3: I make excuses. I mean, the injuries were brutal. Yeah. I mean, they've been brutal for a few years now. You know who who deals
2: with injuries all the time? Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And they were
1: right there, almost making the playoffs again yeah. this year, even when they lost T.J. Watt for, like, what, six games? Yeah. Think about right, it. Right, so no excuses.
3: Exactly, no excuses. Yeah. Uh, by the we... way, am, am I? Uh, when can I ask you about the Eagles cornerbacks? Hold
1: on. I say what I <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, we, we talk so much about the NFL because we're on Radio Row and the Super Bowls in two days, but we have a lot of people listening to us now, Champ, who are right. massive college football fans. Obviously, I'm sure – Incredibly proud alum.
2: Go dogs of baby. the
1: University of Georgia. Are they the new Alabama?
2: No, we're the the, the same old Georgia. We just win more games. <laughs> I'm not gonna insert Alabama. <laughs> okay, I'm in sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, we we're the just, new dynasty. We're we're doing what we should have been doing a long time ago: is recruiting in state, keeping our talent, and investing in the right things. And that's what Kirby Smart has done to change this thing. It's not like we. You know had a bad culture or anything it was really let's go in let's do this thing the right way put our money behind the things that actually gets mm-hmm. us wins and losses now
3: eagles
1: <laughs> now, let's talk <laughs> about true leave uh this is what you're here on behalf of <laughs> of yeah. our eagles come band. on they got yeah. darius slay they know, got know, know. hold on hold on let's talk about true leave because our listeners will also be very interested in the industry-leading cannabis co- uh, company that champ bailey is a part of so are you a user? Or are you just an interested party? What's your relationship with Trulieve and well, with the cannabis industry?
2: Well, being a user is one thing, but you know, that doesn't afford you the right to get into business, right? Mm. So that, that doesn't help, but I'm a businessman now. Since I left the game, business has been my focus. And one of the businesses that always been in my face is the marijuana business. And you know, I live in Georgia, very conservative state, slow moving lack of progression you know they just don't they don't take to these things very well so what I what I've been able to do is team up with truly now they come in as a multi-state operator but they come to Georgia wanting to or get awarded a license that's where I come in we work together I end up being the chief diversity officer mm. for my state and equity holder so I'm in a position now to really spread the word about what this thing can do for us the benefits of mm. it and how we can help the community right like, I think about how it's negatively affected my community over the years. Now I'm in a position to go back and help my community with True Leaves' help and support and actually be effective, get more people like me in the business, get more people to, it, it, like me to take down that stigma and stop thinking it's a bad thing. It's, there's a lot of good from this, and we just got to look at it that way.
1: And also, just bringing it above board, Absolutely. right? Like bring everything out into the open. You yes, know, talk all about them. it. You yeah, know, have right.
2: some dialogue around what it is, how it affects people, why do people need it? There's a lot of people that really could use it right now, and we still haven't got to the point where we're distributing it. But it's legal, yeah. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's you know, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh,
1: okay, now you can ask about your eagles. <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm just saying. All I'm saying. Sorry, is, champ.
1: It's been a lot of Eagles talk. We're I'm here. i from Philly.
2: Philly. Yeah. I, get yeah. it. I get it. I get a, a it. These Philly guys, I know.
3: I know, I know champ. You know. Well, we we're talking about, in the division for a while. We we're talking about shutdown corners. This is actually Maggie Gray's take. When Bradbury came over from the Giants and you had Darius Slay and then they signed CJ Gardner Johnson, you could argue those cornerbacks are what make that defense go. I know the Sacks. That's a pretty impressive trio. Yeah. And you look at. Their cornerback, Bradbury,
2: uh, Slade, they're big cornerbacks. Yeah. They're not, like, your typical cornerback. Like, these dudes are big. They're, they're vets. I mean, they're in the prime of their career. I remember when Bradbury was in North uh, in Carolina, one of his teammates, Mike Adams, kept calling me, man, you got to talk to this guy. He reminds me of you. Like, mm. I'm like, why, because he wears my number? He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like stop, stop insulting me. He's like, nah, champ, this guy's good. And... You know, then I started watching him. I'm like, man, this dude is special. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, you know, you starting to see it. And I'm glad he's on this stage because now everybody can witness how good this kid is. This kid has been good for a long time.
3: Yeah, he killed the Eagles (laughs) when he was on the Giants. Right. I couldn't believe, I mean, I guess it was a financial thing. Uh, big play slay he's yeah. got the swagger yeah. though i yeah. mean some cornerbacks have it and he you backs it, it up
2: man he backs it up i love that about him yeah. man and you know Dre Bly told me a long time ago about him like yeah. this guy's the real deal yeah and but it's uh, working
3: out if you were facing patrick mahomes would that make you nervous yeah always <laughs> i think it will be for everybody
1: what's up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one of
3: my guys pac-man oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: so describe though you're going in to play mahomes what's the game plan
2: uh keep him contained right I, it's really about that defensive line you gotta keep him in the pocket if he extends plays it's a problem and you know for, for a secondary travis kelsey is so unique you can't get caught up in every catch he makes what you can't allow him to do is catch and run like yeah. if he catches and runs he sees space that's when he becomes a real
3: big issue oh all right, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> no, He's no, too no. Edit that part out. I'm
1: sorry. I can't do that. We're <laughs> live. And, champ, we can't tell you how much we appreciate this. The Hall of Famer, champ Bailey, we loved watching you on the field. Oh, thank I mean, you. just wreaking havoc. You're more than well-deserving first ballot Hall of Famer and now working with True Leave, Chief Diversity Officer, trying to open things up in Georgia. Good luck with all of that. You can find more at True Leave, T-R-U-L-I-E-V-E
4: dot com if you're interested. Champ, thanks a lot.
2: Thanks, Maggie. Thanks, guys.
4: Appreciate that.